0: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge & Sats. Hello, welcome to a Monday night edition of
1: Sports Day and what a weekend it has been in sport. I'm Jason Matthews and joining me is the 2003 (laughs) Grand Final Hero. Who rang me on Friday, had a couple at his Jim's Christmas party and told me he loved me.
2: <laughs> I didn't do that. You
1: at did all. do it and it was, a, you did it in front of my daughter and it was embarrassing. Scott Sattler, welcome to the Hello, Friday.
2: everyone. And that was true. On Friday, I did have a few under my belt. And you, we were did, di- you were disgusting. We did ring uh, Woogie and. Um, it was a good afternoon. But what a weekend! What a weekend of sport across. Where do we start? So many formats. Do we start with the thunder getting
1: fifteen runs on Friday night?
2: or do we start with the green top that the first test against South Africa was played at, and which I may say, that was riveting viewing.
1: I'm with you. Loved it. Oh, there's a lot of critics yeah. about that test wicket, and I'm sure Cricket Australia aren't delighted because. Uh, they're losing out on a bit of television revenue money, no doubt, and also uh, gate takings. But what a match. Yeah. What a test match. You know what? I, for one, like you, Sats, I'm getting sick of flat tracks for batters with smaller boundaries, bigger bats. Ah, the bowlers, they just had a field day.
2: Yep, absolutely. And that is what the challenge of batting is. Mm -hmm. And Travis Head scored yeah, got out in his 90s. but A runner ball? Ibs- absolutely. But one of the Australian batters, well, he wasn't impressed with it at all. Who mm. was that? Manus Labashain. Wasn't he? He said both teams have quality bowlers and they deserve better than that. Then Pat Cummins came out and said, as you would as a, as a speed bowler, saying, I thought it was fine. Yeah, there's was beautiful n- to
1: drop bowl on. But two great bowling attacks on a green top, that's just the best recipe. Exactly. Keep it up. And we know the test in Melbourne, Boxing Day will go longer because it'll rain a few days. So we might get to five days eventually during this test series. But uh, yeah, well under the Aussies. One up. Uh, what about anarchy in the A League in Melbourne? That was that now that that is disgusting.
2: Can I say it was distressing? To watch? Yeah, it was. When I first saw something go out on Twitter and I saw M City V, and I didn't watch, I didn't look at who they were playing. I thought, oh, Manchester City, something's happened over in the EPL or it yep. might have been a friendly until the World Cupers, uh, the teams have gone back from the World Cup. They've stormed the field. I thought, like, oh, that's dangerous. That's terrible. But it's the EPL. You know, they're, they're so tribal when it comes to their support of their EPL sides. And then later on in the day to then watch on TV the highlights of it actually here on our shores, distressing to watch, and I've got to say like we're really lucky that we're really lucky that officials and especially the goalie himself wasn't seriously injured. Mm. Well, he was injured. He spent a night in hospital with concussion and and a laceration to his face as well. But that could have ended up far worse than what it did.
1: We've joked about it before with with Jack, but kind of, I think they've really got to start searching people as they come into game. I still cannot believe that flares can be taken into a sporting event with a packed stadium in Australia, let alone a garbage bin taken into the stadium, which is full of like a a, a dust, which in case a flare catches on fire, use that to put out.
2: So it's like an ice bucket, isn't it? That you yeah. Put a but in, yeah. How now, the hell is that stuff getting into our stadiums? Now, Is it, I don't know whether I'm – and I don't know, but we're going to have to ask Jack actually. Are they, are they officially allowed to take flares into games or are, or are security not allowed to, Jack? Illegal. Illegal to take them in. So what is happening with the security at these stadiums that are allowing this to happen? Are they too scared to upset the – the very patriotic and enthusiastic fans. What's it going to take? Is it going to take for someone to be killed? Well, we nearly saw it on the weekend. We yeah. nearly saw a really serious injury on the weekend.
1: Wake up to yourself, soccer fans. That is, uh, you do not need a flare at a football game. You're not stuck in the middle of the ocean on a boat waiting to be rescued. Cut it out. Mm. And and I, I know that we'll talk about it more, but I I, I think the victory, Melbourne victory, they should be suspended from the, the comp for the rest of the year. because penalised penalise
2: the players from Well,
1: it? mate, I don't know how you can guarantee the safety of players and other fans at a Melbourne Victory game. You can't guarantee that anymore as the A-League, and you're leaving yourself wide open unless, unless you ban uh, Melbourne Victory fans from going to any games. Well, then they just buy GA tickets. So, yeah, it's... how do you manage it? How do you manage it, Sats? It's 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 serious because you the A-League cannot provide a safe environment for fans or players or officials. What's going to be interesting is
2: is if the A-League they suffer a positive backlash from this where people feel so sorry for the players and the officials and the fans that are going to be get penalized out of this whether we see further support whether it's from sponsors fans themselves that want to start viewing the matches on on TV more, I don't know. I don't know, like, but I don't think so. it's going to be interesting to see whether we see a, like a reverse psychology here, like we saw with the Linter Energy and Pat Cummins. People were cancelling the le- their electrical contracts and going with Linter Energy because they felt sorry for them. Well, that was me. You are one of those. And Pat Cummins wasn't carrying a flare or a rubbish. Yeah, bin. true. Yeah. But it, it's anyway. going to be interesting to what comes out of that from a, a criminal conviction point of view, because it's been great seeing so many images of people being put up on social media, identifying Mm. as some of the uh, instigators.
1: Cowards. Thanks to Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. NRL update on the way.
0: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge & Sats.
1: Welcome back to the show. Time for an NRL update. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre. Uh, The Eels have received a huge boost with star five-eighth Dylan Brown extending with the club until at least the end of the 2025 season. Wow. Is this an indication that there may not be any more money for Mitch Moses?
2: Oh, no, there'll be money for Mitch Moses, but whether they're able to uh, agree to the the amount that Mitch or Moses want is going to be uh, the next question. We don't know how much Dylan Brown is signed for as well. so everyone anticipates straight away oh he signed for another um, three seasons so it's going to be a million dollar contract we don't know that at the moment so we don't know where this sits in their salary cap and how much room is left for for Mitchell now Mitchell is always going to be on their cards whether it's going to be at 800 900 whatever it may be it's not a matter of him getting a million dollars it's a matter of it's a matter of Mitchell Moses getting an extra 200, 300, whatever it may be. So they would have put money aside for Mitchell Moses. But now, with the signing of Dylan Brown, has that eaten in a little bit more extra that they're going to well, give Mitchell?
1: They've also given Brown an extension to 2031 in his favour. This is,
2: I've never seen this ever in my life.
1: But, Sats, that kind of tells me they think they've lost Mitch Moses because there's no way, there's no way, if he's got a deal in his favour, there's no way they can keep both. Uh,
2: well, they can. Be- again depending on what their salary cap looks like but in saying that to It'd give pretty hard. to give him an option at the end of tw- towards the end of 2025 they'd want a they'd want a date let's say June 30 it's probably November 1 they want to be able to have a, an answer about whether he wants to take that extension until 20 th- 2031 That's another 6, six years. years so he's 22 at the moment at the end of 2025 he'll be what, 25 turning 26 that's his footy that's another, his footy career another 6 years is 32. He still he still possibly got another couple of years after that right. as well. Um, when you see the year 2031, really seriously, but he's an exceptional young talent. He's matured a lot last year, and they've made it plainly obvious that they want to build the the the, the, the future of the club around him. And we said this last week. Basically, it's going to be first in best dressed. He's going to get the he's going to get the glut of the money. And and Dylan Brown, to his credit has got in there first. So now the ball's in Mitchell Moses' are court. Is he willing to take the same amount of money he's on? Or is he going to listen to another club and get more money? But And the other
1: thing too, because Brown signed, will Mitch Moses go, I could play with this bloke for the next three or four years? Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Melbourne Stormprop, Nelson Osofa solomona What about him? There's reports that at the end of this season coming up, he could be off to the Bulldogs. How many more major
2: signings can the Bulldogs possibly pull off? I know, well, it's been well documented that Stephen Crichton is in the the crosshairs of of the Bulldogs, wants to play fullback, probably the one club that is offering a a full-time fullback position and they need a strike fullback as well. I remember I I was speaking to a journalist from the Raw independent publication and we were talking about the players coming off and which is the player that You'd go after who would realistically possibly leave their club? Mm. I thought Nelson Asafa Solomana and Stephen Crichton are probably two of the ones that are probably willing to leave their clubs because they've won comps. Yeah, they played a lot of first grade. Now this next contract is their payday.
1: It's like the Bromwich brothers, right? Hey? It's like the Bromwich brothers.
2: Yeah, yeah. They won comps. They now yeah. they want to go. Nelson Asafa Solomana is still very young when it comes to rugby league. Still young in age as well. So. And because he can play front row, back row, whatever it may be, he's he's a player that that I would go after and I would throw a lot of money at. The biggest concern is discipline or lack of it, mm. his inability to stay on the field for long periods of time because he loves to play an aggressive style of rugby league. And that's one area of the game you need to look at when you're going to offer a lot of money to a, to a player. Are, are they going to be willing to... To still play aggressive, but that controlled aggression as well. Mm. It's something he's still trying to work out. I love his aggression. He flirts with the hearse a little bit. So he's, uh, he's just got to learn just to manage that a little bit.
1: All right. For expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve Mascord, one of the great journalists in rugby league. Uh, we are celebrating 25 years of the NRL. I think he was at a dinner last night at a restaurant at the table where the deal was brokered on the northern beaches of Sydney. Only
2: Steve Mascord yeah. would ring up and command the table that, the, the yeah. I suppose, the the amalgamation of the ARL and Super League happened.
1: Yeah, He's and, the only
2: one that would think of that.
1: In fact, I've been looking at his social media since he's been back in the country because he lives in the UK. Mm-hmm. All he's been doing is eating and drinking. He's got to settle down a bit. So what are you saying? He's getting fat. I'll have a chat to him in just a moment (laughs) about that. 7-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. Bring your Sports Day back in a moment.
0: The 7-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badging Sats.
1: Now, welcome back to it. Steve Mascord having a, a couple of problems just trying to get a hold of him at the moment. I think he's probably had a couple of big days, but... Uh, Masco hopefully on the show tomorrow. But it is all about uh, the 25th anniversary
2: of uh, the NRL, isn't it, Sats? 1998 is when the ARL and the Super League came together and hence why the the new logo and the new brand, the National Rugby League. Now, a lot of people sit back, Woogie, and listeners and say it's not a national game because we don't play it on the Western Seaboard ah. Adelaide, we've got a team from New Zealand, but you know what. But we play it's,
1: origin those parts of exactly, the world. So.
2: Exactly. It's a good point. So what we were going to talk to Steve Mascourt about, and we'll have him hopefully on the show tomorrow, is about a book that he published last year called Two Tribes. And Two Tribes looks into the ARL Super League war, which started eventuating in... I remember as a player in 1995, I was at the Crush. I was only about 23. and I remember something emerging about this this breakaway competition. And to think now... That we had another breakaway competition running parallel and side by side to the ARL, and we could watch both formats on TV, and it, it's quite amazing to think that that was running in, in rugby league. We haven't seen that before in Australian mm, sports. So, mm. um, his book Two Tribes it's very well researched. He probably knows more about this, the Super League ARL war than than those the probably just behind those that are involved from Optus and and Foxtel. Um, but it's it's about the Newcastle Knights, the important role that they played in the ARL still being able to stand on their own two feet, Super League and their approach of how do they sign players and the and the lengths they went to Jace, to sign players. Now, I remember getting a, a knock on my door at eleven thirty at night from a Super League News Limited representative to talk about coming across the Super League, and I've I've spoken to players who had representatives from News Limited knocking on their door all hours of the morning, two, three o'clock in the morning, knocking on windows at the sides of houses, trying to wake people up saying, we've got to sign this contract. We've got to sign it now. And we're going to pay you more money than you've ever, ever been confronted with in rugby league. And this man, Steve Mascord in his book, Two Tribes, 2050 anniversary of the, of the NRL. he, He goes into diverse and detail around, you know, what that, what that battle looked like and how yeah. how they came together on uh, in throughout 1997 to now become 1998 the uh, the NRL the National Rugby League
1: and the restaurant where they cut the deal mm. on the northern beaches yeah. of, of Sydney it's really fascinating so we'll have a chat to him tomorrow night can't wait for that this is Sports
0: Day thanks to Kia back in a moment the seven seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Yeah,
1: welcome back to it, of course, the World Cup. Uh, Argentina won the World Cup this morning. Thrilling game. Six goals scored. Couldn't be separated. Had to go down to penalties. Gonzalo Montiel for Argentina. The world waits. Montiel steps up and he's put it in the back of the nets. And it's Argentina. Montiel has
2: scored. And Argentina have won the World Cup. I've got to say, FIFA officials, they wouldn't have wanted to finish any better. Argentina, Messi, Mm. never won a World Cup, uh, universally loved by by sports fans. Um, And sport has this ability just to create these these amazing moments. And to go 3-all... They blew a 2 0 lead, Argentina. Then Mbappe come back and scored three of the, all three of uh, France's goals. But uh, to, to, for it to to wind down to the, the conclusion that they had to go into penalty goals, it, it couldn't have been mapped out any better for FIFA officials.
1: Yeah, well done. Messi is being lauded by everybody,
2: uh, which is great for him, no doubt. That is the greatest ever. Yeah, he's been the, he's been he had a robe on. Now that he's been now that he's won a world cup, they're saying he's the greatest ever. Officially, he's the greatest ever. Better than Pelé. Well, yeah, better than all of them apparently, but yeah, there there has been some um some negative publicity around the the after-match celebration where the FIFA president tried to hog all the limelight and they they put this robe on him which is so for years to come when they look at the photos, they right. realize that that it was in Qatar. And, yeah, so was it
1: a bathrobe or something like that? It was, was a is? see-through bathrobe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You get those from sexy land, don't you? <laughs> is that... Imagine <laughs> Messi getting around the house in that. Uh We talked about it at the start of the show. We, we loved it. The first test against South Africa at the Gabba, wrapped up in just under two days. Nokia is in and he bowls to green. Oh, oh he's off, took off. It's five wides and that's the game. Would you believe it? It's the first time in more than 90 years on these shores that a test match has been decided in two days. (laughs) Australia wins by six wickets. I think they'll breathe a big sigh of relief.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, You sent that stat around to our little group going, first time it's happened since 1931. We thought it was your stat, but you stole it off. No, everyone knows about it. No, everyone knows
1: about it. Mm. Everyone knows. Yeah, it's a crap stat. There's no doubt about it. But, oh, my God. 34 wickets in two days. Five, four or five, was it four or five uh, wides, five wides in that run chase? Because the ball was just in the pitch and taken off. Oh, it was outstanding. Outstanding. Um, Marnus, as you said at the start of the show, wasn't happy with the pitch.
0: No, I mean, I, I think everyone understand that this is not what we want. That's not the ideal scenario we want. You know, we love the pace in the wicket. We love the bounce. We love two fast bowling attacks going at it. But uh, for a game to finish in under two days is obviously not ideal for, for test cricket. But uh, the reality is, um, you know, we've played on probably two of those in the last two years. So, um, you know, how bad is it going to have to, to take on a bit more Travis head mentality? I think.
1: Marnus, I think you're wrong, mate. I, I... The fans loved it. Absolutely, the fans loved it. Yeah, the
2: TV it. broadcasters wouldn't have loved it because no. now they've got to find programming for the next three days. But in saying that, um, as a batter, they're the challenges that are thrown up to you. They're the ones where you've got to be able to, um, you got to be able to battle through the elements. Yep,
1: true. I agree with you. Great test match. Well, well done. Steve
2: Smith said he, he said it was the most challenging wicket he's ever seen in Australia. Batsmen don't get challenged anymore, yeah.
1: mate. Drop in wickets. Drop in
2: flat track, short boundaries,
1: big bats. Are we
2: how many other continents have drop in wickets? Does oh. it happen quite often in other countries? I know. That's a really good question. That's a really good I don't know. I don't know, maybe one of our listeners... So I wouldn't see it happening in Pakistan, any of the Asian countries. No, or England. They, re- they are rely on a cracked-up wicket for their spin bowlers. I don't think England would either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm interesting. Someone,
1: someone will know. Yeah. Hey, stream every NFL game uh, this season live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit
2: nflgamepass.com. Amazing weekend so far. Of <sighs> no, not really. Oh, well, no, not really. Your Cowboys... Beaten Mate, oh, by the in, Jaguars, in overtime by yeah. Prince, whatever his name is, the long hair. I tell you what was I watched the game on Sunday, uh, Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, one yep. of the most miserable cities in a, in America when it Whoa. comes to weather. Oh, okay. Up against the Miami Dolphins, so the heat of Miami up into the snow, minus four, minus five degrees. It was
1: minus one Celsius at one part of the game because I got Ari to check it.
2: Because there's a guy with no shirt on. No shirt on, one yep. of the
1: Bills' mafia. Yeah.
2: And the Bills end up winning that. And um, it's quite comical, actually, when there's a bit of a melee down in one of the corners and the fans were pelting snow <laughs> snowballs at the Miami Dolphins' place. It was hitting on the helmets, which they wouldn't feel. No, but yeah.
1: I wonder why there was all these lumps on the field at one stage. <laughs> I've gone, oh, there's been some big stuff fall from the sky. But I saw them prepare the field because they expected it to snow during the game mm. and it didn't. So they cleaned it all up before, but they left all the snow on the seats. So the Bills fans weren't going to waste that, were yeah. they? Mm. That was great. Um, and of course, as you said, the Cowboys lost, Eagles won again, and your boys, uh, led by Aaron uh, Rodgers, tomorrow
2: tomorrow we'll, morning. Who are they taking? LA. LA? Mm. Um, the Chiefs still seen as when you look at the if they had to put a possible leaderboard leading into the mm. the playoffs next year or the end of this year the the Kansas City Chiefs, still a favourite.
1: Still looking forward to my Christmas morning clash. The Eagles and the Cowboys, 7.15 Queensland time. Christmas morning. I've mm. even said to one of my daughters, go to work if you want. They've been asked to work. So yeah, off you go. I'll be there with just in my undies, <laughs> with my Christmas shirt on, a Christmas hat, ham sandwich with corn relish just dripping out of the toast. <laughs> and honey
2: glaze everywhere, <laughs> all around your lips. I don't I don't don't why put that good stuff on the on the ham And put a it glass on your... and a nice glass of Johnny Walker on the rocks. Oh.
1: Yeah, drink responsibly, kids. <laughs> Don't do what Uncle Jace does. This is Sports <laughs> Day, thanks to Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. Let's be honest, I won't make it to lunch.
0: The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Sats and Jace here tonight. Hey,
1: just um, it doesn't feel like it's six days until Christmas. I
2: know it's it's incredible. I do love it when Christmas is on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, mm. you can get a whole weekend
2: in work. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We don't
1: miss out on that, do exactly. we? Exactly. Um, great moments of twenty twenty two, and tonight uh, we are going to look at the Socceroos World Cup journey. Sats. Yep. Uh, the World Cup, as you know, finished this morning uh, with Argentina winning that. We're now ranked 11, by the way, in the world. Are we really? Yeah, the rankings are A come jump out. up from? Jack. 32, Jack, weren't we? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So we're up to 11. How uh, yeah, good sir. That's great. Senegal. Senegal. Um, wrap up the top. But we're ahead of nations like the US and all that sort of stuff. But well, the road to the World Cup is long, and it was a 1,008 days, 20-match journey for qualification for Qatar, and most of those games, sets were played overseas. Yeah, they were,
2: because uh, the qualifying rounds, and this is where Australia were really questioned about what our future looked like, and most notably the future of Graham Arnold, one of our great captains, uh, players, I should say, and has been involved in a lot of our previous campaigns at World Cups as an assistant coach, and... Uh, when we lost two 0 to Japan, um, we didn't have Harry Souter. He had an ACL um, injury. Uh, played Saudi Arabia. This is when the question around whether Graham Arnold is going to be the right man to to take them through to any sort of World Cup if they were to qualify. But you know what? The best part about him is he stayed solid. He stayed solid, and with the the roadmap towards the World Cup, he um, he stayed consistent with his you know with his philosophies. And fortunately enough, he had a group of players that. Seems as though from the outside looking in they you know, they believed in him. Yeah. And Soccer Australia as well. I'm glad that they showed faith in him and they didn't blink and, and make any changes. In June against the UAE they scraped to a two one uh, win. And on the fourteenth of June they were held to a nil or draw against Peru in regular time. And um with just a minute left on the game, Graham Arnold replaces and they're now the now famous Uh, Moment in in our road to the World Cup was Matty Ryan, who's been so good for Australia. Sydney FC's Andrew Redmayne. The rest is history. He is Alex Valada.
1: And Redmayne makes
2: the save.
1: It's a save that means the world to Australia. It's a save that means the World Cup for Australia. Joy abroad. Mullenstein for his players they are going to the World Cup in Qatar no one gave them much of a chance but never ever
2: right off the Socceroos. can I say Andrew Redmain was outstanding mm. um, and showed his nerve uh, in that uh, the penalty shootout and we go back to Sydney 2005 when we qualify for the 2006 World Cup John Alowisie's goal. But we seem to forget Mark Schwarzer. Mark Schwarzer mm. played such a vital role mm. in ensuring John Oliwisi was able to put Australia into a World Cup. So, yeah, great scene.
1: And then we made the World Cup and we won two games. Uh, we scored goals. We had clean sheets. And when you think about it – Great
2: defence. Outstanding defence.
1: The only teams to beat us were the eventual finals teams. France and Argentina ranked one and two in the world. And you know what? We nearly pushed Argentina to extra time. Mm. So wonderful campaign by the Australians. No one thought we'd get there, but what a what a we took the long way to get there with the South. As we always do. I know, I know. But well done to the Socceroos. And as I said, we are now ranked eleven in the world. So hopefully, a nice little uh, little injection of money coming. Soccer, football Australia's way as well. Uh, This is the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. They are bringing you Sports Day. Last Blast on the way next.
0: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. New Farm bring you the
1: weather Australian through and through. If you're listening in Emerald on 4HI. Andrew Davey from the Seagulls played his juniors at the Emerald Cowboys. He did. I remember
2: calling a lot of his games because he's a quite a a late starter to the NRL, around 27, 28. Tremendous player. And I remember commentating him for the Mackay Cutters. There you in go. the Most Plus Cup. But, yeah, Emerald. Remember playing a trial on Emerald in 95 against Manly. Uh, great town, Emerald. Yeah, right. 31 degrees tomorrow. Sunny day. Low of 19
1: overnight. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through.
0: It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Stats.
1: Building a more resilient Queensland—that's the SunCorp spirit. Harry Brook continues remarkable series, rebuilding England's innings with a third century in his many tests. Just if you want to look against Pakistan, isn't it? If you want to look at. Great cricket at the moment. It's a great series, isn't it? Look at the Pakistan-England series. You know, it's just, it's remarkable. Mm. Two teams having a red-hot go. How
2: good is Brendan McCullum as the as the English coach? Baseball. They're on the attack the whole time. They don't think about consolidating. They're just on the attack. They're in your face. They're basically playing at a speed mm. that you've got to, it's a little bit like some of the, Teams in the past in the NBA. We're gonna play fast, yep. and upbeat and up tempo. Talking about the, op- the Lakers? The oppo- yeah, the opposition <laughs> have gotta be able to go with us. It's exactly how, what Baz ball is. How good is that docker you put me on to Legacy? Yeah, legacy oh, outstanding so is good. It? Hey, um
1: w- the thing with him is that he took over that side. They were a mess after that Ashes tour to Australia.
2: He wasn't in he wasn't regarded as in the top three. He was doing well. radio
1: on S E N Z in New Zealand, doing Just, breakfast. Well Justin Langer was in the was in the box seat. But he didn't want to coach England. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, I tell you what, he's a remarkable turnaround in such short time with the English cricket team. Uh Finchie played all right for the Renegades last yeah. night They win against the Thunder. Pretty Finch destructive. Hit a big six on the last ball, the 19th over, meaning they had to hit 11 in the final to win, final over to win. He then hit the winning runs to finish 79 out. Well, two. at
2: least the Thunder are able to get into oh. triple figures. You know, 15 two nights ago... Hundred and what forty or fifty odd last night, still get beaten. I've got to say, Adelaide Strikers. I love watching the Adelaide Strikers. I'm a Heat man, but with Rashid Khan and, and Chris Lynn in the same mm. lineup, mm. they're they're my second favourite side. Well,
1: now. I'm a Hurricane supporter. They take on the Scorchers tonight in the Big Bash, and as you say, Adelaide Strikers take on the Sydney Thunder again. It feels like the Thunder of playing every second night. In fact. I haven't even looked at my super coach since I started. It's too hard. I haven't got time. Uh, make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Home Insurance for a quote today. That's it, Sats. This has been Sports Day. Thanks to the seven-seat keys running large SUV. Yeah, we'll be back then. Uh, oh, what, what day are we swapping presents? Wednesday. Right. Because
2: mm. that gives people enough time to bring something in on Thursday well it gives you time to actually go and buy something for other people and not think about yourself
1: well i was going to bring it in today so you blokes had 3 days to get me something mm. but i thought it was a bit like obvious so all right back to my right bye goodbye